And here we are. It's a fabulous Friday. It's a funny Friday. And guess what? It's a Feldman Friday. So fasten your seatbelts. Get ready to go. Good morning, Shay. Great yeah. to see you. Uh, awesome day yesterday. Um, I think you might have some pictures of what we did yesterday. Yeah, we did. We did good. We we went down to a different country down in Miami, which was uh, you can never tell. But uh, visited the Miami uh, region for uh, Bank United. I had all their senior leaders in a room together, and it was tremendous. Not because I say so, because they said so. The reaction to what we talked about, the four pillars of growing success in this new world, um, really worked out great. So uh, shout out to Clara. She's awesome. Shout out to Milton and Pablo and all the uh, Darcy, all the other people that were in the room. Great stuff. Jerry Latrento, you are the man. Thank you. Uh, your opening act to lead into me was fantastic. So all good stuff there. Lots of people got on the ball. But as I said, it's a Feldman Friday, and uh, Shay, your call. You want to play walk-up music for him, or uh, how we do it? Yeah, why not? Let's let's, let's, let's bring up let's, some walk-up music. Let's get him going. Let's get him going. Last one standing, two hands in the air. I'm a champion. You'll be looking up at me when it's over. I live for the battle. I'm a soldier. Yeah, I'm a fighter like Rocky. Put your flag on your back like Ali. Yeah, I'm the greatest. I'm stronger. Bet my jewels can't lose. I'm a He's here. Welcome, my friend Andy Feldman of Clear. Yes, you are on the ball. Welcome to the show, my friend. It's been a month. We promised everybody a Feldman fix once a month, and here you are. How you doing? I'm great. Good morning. And let me uh, jump on yesterday's Happy Friday show and wish you a happy Father's Day from the boys. That was a great show yesterday. Proud for you guys. I will tell you that, and the boys love this because they bring me to the verge of tears often, happy tears. I was choked up yesterday. It was a surprise. It was great. But like I said, I, I wish every father has the chance to see their kids do uh, what they love, do it well. Um, it was pretty incredible. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, but you have uh, great Father's Day plans yourself with your big family. I do. You know, my wife has designed a tournament with a board and everything for cornhole. So um, I smartly picked my granddaughter on my team who will simply take the cornhole, uh, you know, and put it right in the hole. And I, I'm already going to win. So I've already thought about what I'm going to do, my speech and everything. But no, we got a big, big weekend of cornhole planned and other things. But thanks for asking. Very excited um, about Father's Day myself. Drop the mic. I know that Helen, who's listening, loves cornhole, so uh, she'll be excited for you as well. Uh, so without further ado, um, it is that time of the morning. Let's play some wake-up music and kick this show in the ass. Have to say, wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more laughing. 
long. Um, Mark Nudelberg, while not here, is always here in spirit. He is uh, on a run trying to sweat out his uh, bachelor party happening with his friend Andy. So uh, good luck to you, my son. Uh, Jake and I spent the day together yesterday. Jay, uh, Jake actually uh, played a role in my presentation yesterday to Bank United and did great. He looked great. And he, uh, it was great to have him along. So let me give all of you a heads up as to what today is. I got a Friday funny sales video that I think is a way to set the stage. And then I'm turning the microphone over to Mr. Feldman. And Mr. Feldman will have free reign to question and answer me uh, till he embarrasses me. So, uh, you know, I do not know what's coming. That's always a little uneasy, but uh, let's get it going. Um before we do that, shout out to my friend, Chris Pollock. Chris sent out a great email uh, today about Father's Day. Thank you, my friend. Way to, way to go there. Um, so, Shay, would you, without further ado, show me a Friday funny video? So, thanks for agreeing to meet with us about your storage needs. I brought a junior sales associate with me today. This is Michael. Nice to meet you. You too. Well, I've looked at your proposal, and I have to say, I'm very interested. Oh, that's great. As I've had a chance to review your backup infrastructure, and I don't want to be too critical here, but your platform is from when? The Jurassic era? <laughs> oh, very good. Thank you, Michael. You're welcome. <laughs> so, how about we jump into our recommended solutions? Sure. I know our tape system is a bit of a dinosaur, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, Michael. Oh, okay. Right. Thank you. you were, okay. Hoping Michael, that good. our... Okay. Work with you. Yes, it Michael. Would increase Why the. Uh, Mike. Uh. So, do we have your business? No. So before we roll, what's the main takeaway from that laugh? What do you get from that? You know, it's funny how people lack so much self-awareness. If there was one quality that I feel is the has the biggest deficit, and not just at work, just in life, just this unbelievable lack of self-awareness. I'm, I'm curious to know your experience in that area, but I, I just find that it's it's just everywhere. So, so for me, there's a couple of major takeaways there. There was no reason to shit on their old system. You know, the reason why you're there is to update it. Like for us coming in to modernize something, that doesn't mean we need to berate what they've been doing. We're right. there for a reason. That's why there's an opportunity. So I find, you know, that salespeople have a tendency to talk too much, to do too much. She was there. She wants to do business. Shut the F up and take the business, <laughs> so, uh, you know, people just don't do it, man. It's crazy. So uh, I thought it was a funny way to drive home a point, you know, listen, pay attention to the clues. Don't always be talking and acting and doing. And, and I've seen that happen more often than not where I'm kicking somebody under the table. Say, just say it, shut the fuck up already, man. So you know, it's funny. You always hear those people say, well, go find the pain. You think people like really just disclosing and nausea how painful it is. Let's say I designed the IT and I want to go and tell you how bad it is, how much I sucked at developing it. 
you think that's something that's real pleasant? I mean, it's obvious, like you said, you're there for a reason. Show them what, you know, what you have that's compelling. That'll add value. That'll make it better for them. So I think having grace, having gratitude for being there, and just here's the empathy piece. You talk about self-awareness is understand what it feels like to be in that person's shoes. She and she. Yes, I know we have an antiquated system. Why do we have to go there? We knew that. That was part of discovery. So with that, I hand it over to you on Feldman Friday, and you have open access, and I think people really enjoyed this the last time, to ask me questions. Anybody that's watching, if you come through with a question, I'll uh, throw it over to uh, to Andy to, to share with us. But the, the platform is yours. Have at it. You know, Steve, uh, you picked out some great motivational music, a song I happen to love. So before I jump in, I, if Shay has it handy, I'd love to hear the song you picked out. Awesome. There's a reason why I picked that song. I was going to say, I was going to give you a softball to start because I'm a nice guy. So I thought I'd start with one that you knew. Um, and it, it goes to the video. Give people what they need and you will do lots of business. All the rest is bullshit. So, you know, when people have pain, solve the pain, take the pain away. Nothing more, nothing less. Do what you're supposed to do and I'll give you what you need. That's awesome. You know, I, I sit here listening to the show like everyone else in the audience. These questions run through my mind about you. Like, obviously, you're a very successful guy, but, you know, you have deficits like everybody else. And, you know, just thinking about what are some of the things that you've had to learn to get better at what you do? Because all of us go through that. What are yours? So I'm fortunate that my entire life has come in phases, chapters, where I've learned I've paid attention, I've learned, and I've done my best to get better. And I think today I'm the best version of me ever, hence why I'm getting the feedback I'm getting. But, you know, my view of sales in the beginning of my career was myopic. What's in it for me? How much money can I make? You know, just, you know, go through the landscape, taking everything I could take and that was sort of fundamentally how sales training worked. So I got into the space and I learned to just be the hunter and nothing else mattered. And, you know, you leave a trail of bodies behind you. And ultimately what happens is one day you're sitting in a room and you got a lot of money 
and you got a lot of people who you think are friends and they're not. And so, you know, when I left the phone business with money and success and notoriety, I didn't have anything else around me. You know, everything else was fake. You know, right. I thought, you know, all these people who said, oh, if you ever left the phone business, we'll do this and we'll do that. <laughs> Those people were gone. Those were crickets. No. So, you know, so for me, I was one of those guys who looked at it from a business perspective and a personal uh, perspective. And I just wanted to get better. I mean, you know, and I, I knew that wasn't happiness. I made the changes. I've done the work. And I guess, you know, I said this in yesterday's presentation. I got to a point where I don't look for other people to validate me. That's the ultimate career arc where I think everybody's looking for someone else to, oh, you're good. You're, you know, here's a attaboy, you know. Right. I date it back to my grandfather, who was the greatest salesperson I ever met, who said to me, do what you do and you're the best at it. You don't need other people to, to tell you that. And, and I mean, he didn't even know what he was telling me, really. But, you know, I heard it early. It took me a long time to get to the point where I, oh, the aha moment. It was like, okay, got it. So, that mind shift, that shift that you, you know, that transformation you went through, um, in addition to that, are there any like specific skills you've picked up in those different blocks of your life that you think have made you better at what you do besides having a better mental outlook on things? So if you had known me 30 years ago, every dialogue was about business, about what I was doing, who I was doing it with, you know, because it never clicked off. It never was, you know, just chill and be cool and, you know, assess and listen and learn. It was always overdrive. <laughs> I'm stunned to hear that, Steve. What? I'm stunned to hear that. <laughs> I'm surprised, right? <laughs> so, you know, it, the the learning, the, the exercises, the reps were that it's not always about me. You know, it's really never about me. It's always about what my gift is and what I can do for people. And so I'm fortunate that I have this gift to be able to understand and listen and offer perspective. I don't offer advice. Advices could be bad, good or bad. And I don't need the one. Oh, you, you told me to whoa, whoa, I qualify that up front. Right. Before, I would just charge in like a bull and say, what do you mean? You should. And there's a whole thing called, you know, gestalt. It's a, it's actually a German language. It's gestalt protocol. And I'll actually do a show on it that teaches you if you come from a place of never using you, you know, because most people, are, you should, you should go to the movies, go see this movie. Oh, you're going to dinner? You should go to this restaurant. Don't do you should. Just say, hey, in my experience, I just had a dinner the other night. It was great. You might want to consider that, you know, that's really an interesting way to learn how to speak to people and how to engage. And the more I did that, the better results I got. That's funny because people always ask you the question, Steve, what do you do? Maybe the old Steve would have said, oh, I sold phones and I sell this and I sell that. Now the new Steve says, I empower people. I My goal is to help people get 1% better. Just how would you answer that question today versus the old Steve? Well, I think my motivation, these are great questions, by the way, it's interesting. Um, I think my motivation was always the money before. Sure. My motivation now is that I know how to do it. And if you do what you love, the money will follow. 
And so I am completely aligned with what my skill sets are, what I don't have, I'm willing to learn every day. You know, you listen to Robin Sharma, he says one of the things you need to do is spend 60 minutes a day learning, reflecting and learning. Well, I do that, I do that early. That's why I get up at three in the morning. So, you know, for me, you know, I, 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 like I um, had somebody reach out through LinkedIn, which is really the biggest phenomenon ever, who I, I never met, never would have met. He's um, lives in San Francisco, reaches out to me, wants to you know have a coffee. We have a coffee and he hires me to coach him. I sent him a video follow up and said, I am honored to have the opportunity to do that. And he like texted me back and he goes, you're awesome. You're incredible. And I was like, he goes, no, I'm paying you. What do you mean you're honored? You know, like, I truly am with grace and gratitude, thrilled to have the opportunity to help him. And he said, I have a 14 year old daughter who's kind of shy and introverted and has having a hard time making friends. I said, I'll help her too. And he's like, you will? I go, yeah. He goes, well, what will that cost? I go, nothing. <laughs> I'm going to do that because I can. <laughs> you know? Right. That's your biggest problem, I think, Steve. No one can really see how much you love what you do. It's it's really not very transparent to any of us. Hard to figure that out. Um, so since you don't give advice, I'll ask your perspective on this. And it's a question I get all from time to time. I'm sure you do. If there was just one thing that everyone on the huddle can do differently starting on Monday, what do you think that one kind of easy change iteration would be to make a big impact on people's you know success and sales going forward? Hmm. Okay, so you said simple. I think it's simple um, is to make every conversation about them. You know, I think most people go into a dialogue, um, you know, they're listening so that they can think about what to say next. Sure. If you genuinely make the conversation about them, you'd be surprised how much the clues just pop in your head. You don't have to say a word. You just got to let people know that it's about them, not about selling them something, not about any of your agenda, clearly just being present for them and giving them a place to share and vent. And um, I think it's just, it sounds simple. It's not a simple thing to do because we are selfish creatures. It's human nature to survive on our own and uh, if you can get over that hump, that's where all the glory is. All the glory is when it's about them. So, you know, it's I love that. Well, and it goes to what you said about being a lifelong learner. You already know what you know. So if you're speaking, it's unlikely that you're going to learn anything new about them, which ultimately will open up a lot of different avenues of which you could pursue them. And that kind of leads to my next question. When I watch the show, it's clear to me what makes you unique, Jake unique, Shay unique, Mark unique. But for a lot of people, I imagine in the huddle, they don't really know what are the things about them that are unique that people would find compelling. When you've coached people historically, what are some of the ways people can actualize what makes them unique and how they can use that to connect with people in, a, in an interesting way? So I go back to the fact that everybody has a superpower. People <laughs> yes. are really not in touch with it. You know, you know that Superman has his power and sure. Superman has his power. Those were, you know, and all of those people have flaws. Every superhero has a major flaw. So the work 
to find out what your superpower is and what your flaw is, is very deep and very emotional, very exhausting. And most people just say, I don't want to do it. I don't really want to know. I want to go, you know. So what I did was I actually asked people who were doing business with me or were around me, I go, what is like, what's the one word that comes into your mind when you hear my name? And if you do the exercise, they will tell you. And for me, it was always energy. Dude, when you show up, the room is lit up. We want you, you know, what do you mean you're not going to come by? We want you to come by. We want, you know, so um, I own that word. So when I think about brands in general, if I said fast food hamburgers, what would you say? McDonald's. McDonald's. They own fast food hamburgers. There's a million other competitors, but they own that. You know, I said computers, and this one's getting cloudy, but, you know, it was Apple for me. Boom, you know, boom. So if I said safety in automobiles, it would be Volvo, you know. So if you figure out what word you own, there's absolute certainty that you're living in other people's minds that way. And you always will. It doesn't go away. That's how brands are built. Brands are built in other people's minds. Sure. And so, you know, that that work of finding that I'm working with a group, um, crew facilities, fantastic group. And I did an exercise with them. We went around the room and I said, when you think about the company, right, if the company was a car, what kind of car would it be? I got five different answers. I yeah, said, that's a you, problem. Know, you can't be a Hyundai and a Lamborghini. Right. Hyundai is not bad, but it's. You know, the, the reality is if you are genuine and authentic to who you are, the right people show up. Amen. Hey, Shay, I got some good news and some bad news. We're going to have overtime because I got 97 more questions for Mr. Yeah. Lutherford. So. I can't believe how fast that went. Yeah. And we'll go to overtime. So just curious on my side again, um, for people that are in the huddle every day but haven't made the transition and commitment to get on the ball. Tell us a little bit about some of the people that have made that transition and your personal experience that they've gotten out of it and made them better at what they do. So I I generally start out with all my client relationships with some kind of commonality. People who are being coached know that. That commonality lives whether we do business or not. And that makes it easy for me to He might have froze. Okay. Back to the audience. Steve was going to answer the question about how uh, people make that transition. There he goes. Um, there he there goes. He Steve Nudeberg, folks. A little bit of a glitch. Um, so I am legitimately invested in the relationship, not for the business. And there are plenty of people who have done business with me and that engagement has ended and we're still friends. Or people have never done any transaction with me. And we're great friends, great referral sources. So I'm in it for a whole different reason than most people are in their business. I'm in it because, you know, I, I just love the the opportunity. Every day is new, you know, and the fact that I get to do what I do, I love. So 
Well, I think for me, if I had to say one word about you, you just summed it up. You're just genuine. The same guy that's on this show every day is the guy that you break bread with. And, and that's what I admire most about you. Since it is Friday, by the way, since we're having fun, I'm going to end with a fun question. So for you, I know there are times where, despite the fact that you preach to work on the weekends, that you just unplug. And I'm going to choose this word carefully. What do you find most fascinating to do when you're not doing business? What really fascinates you, Steve? Uh, it's clear. I, I spent my whole life knowing that I was attracted to the water, but not boating necessarily, because uh, for me, I don't want to boat. I want to be on the water. I would rather have somebody else boat, drive the boat and me beyond, which we're doing for my birthday. But I live close to the beach. And for me, there is no other solitude than to just listen to the waves, have the sun shining on you and just be at one with that environment. To sure. me, it's, you know, it's that jolt of, of rejuvenation that makes me who I am, makes me feel great. And again, I think the more genuine you are with yourself, you know, we talk worse to ourselves than we would ever allow anybody to talk to us. If you get good with your own talk track and just say, what do I need to unplug? The beach unplugs me. You know, the beach is, you know, headset, music, boom, maybe just, you know. So you uh, can take the kid out of Baldwin, but you can't take the Baldwin out of the kid. I, I understand that. I was on the shore. I love, uh, I'll be at the, uh, the Jersey Shore in, in July. I mean, those are my kind of vacations. And, you know, people would laugh because I would go on those kind of vacations. They were like, you live on the beach. I go, but I want to see the world's beaches. You know, Marbella, you know, in, in Spain was one of my favorite spots because it was a different beach and a different world. And, a, you know, it's, it's just great. So being by the water is really what, uh, what does it for me. I have a question for you to close. And this is an interesting question because I've used it in every single interview. And any HR people out there, they usually have their issues with this question. But the question is, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Cookies and cream. See, look at the way you answered that. I can stand up and show you the effect of massive intakes of cookies and cream if you'd like to see for the audience. But there is a cookies and cream ice cream at Kilwins, like 100 paces from my place, which is dangerous. <laughs> just dangerous. So you just said there's a brand behind it. When I would interview people, especially people in sales, if they would go like, mm, I don't need ice cream. I was like, dude, if you can't sell me ice cream, you ain't going to sell me anything else on the planet. You know, so anybody that I hired in my world, I use that question for because even if they couldn't eat ice cream, they would say, there you go. Look, everybody, you know, they would say, well, I can't eat ice cream. But you know what? I'm really into yogurt and I do this and I add this. And, I'm, you know, to me, no doubt my boys know it. Briar's mint chip, my favorite ice cream. Now, I'm a cookies and cream guy. I'm a, you know, I'll take Oreos and mash them up in there. I was a big Cold Stone guy. I like all of that stuff. <laughs> guy but for me when you're in life if you can't transfer emotion you get left behind and that question is a doozy so uh thank you for playing and no support you happy came father's up. day brother thank it's you what a great time we'll see you next month if not sooner but uh happy father's day uh happy birthday to me coming up happy july 4th all good stuff man it's summertime Shane, take us. Please don't worry about me. Sir, sir.
I'm about to let my heart speak My friends keep telling me to leave this So let's get down, let's get down to business Let's get down, let's get down to business